News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman in association with Air on News Talk. Now, barbecues and garden parties could be on the cards this Friday. Temperatures set to hit 26 degrees. But did you ever wonder what goes into forecasting the weather? Something we are all guilty of complaining about. Well, we sent our reporter Josh Crosby out to Medairn headquarters to find out exactly that. So here, Josh, we're in the operational forecasting room, or as we call it, the Central Analysis and Forecasting Office. At the source of decision-making in Ireland comes the weather. What is forecasted from this office influences plans, progress and people's moods. Looks like rain, Ted. But what's involved in putting the weather together? I met with some of the staff at Medair. My name is Colm Clancy. I'm a meteorologist in the Climate Services Research and Applications Division. My main area is in numerical weather prediction, or NWP. So this is the physics, the maths and the computer science that goes into generating forecasts. So we're there developing the codes which solve model equations. And this is done operationally eight times a day. And how accurate is the technology? So it's quite good and it's constantly improving. So in general, there's kind of a rule of thumb that over the past few decades, every 10 to 15 years, the forecast quality has improved by about a day. So basically, a five-day forecast now is about as good as a four-day forecast would have been 10 to 15 years ago. And that trend has kind of continued over the past couple of decades of meteorology. So it's, it's slowly improving, but it's constantly improving. Emer Flood, meteorologist. The main thing in my role would be making the forecast, uh, deciding what it should be, issuing any warnings, and then finally, and probably most crucially, communicating the forecast to the public. And how do you break it down, I suppose, to make it relatable and for people to understand if they're driving in their car? I guess it kind of depends who we're talking to. For example, the public, you want to make sure it's as brief and as easy to listen to as possible. Particularly, like, if you're giving details of what part of the country the forecast is for, that people understand what to expect for their part of the country. And how do you decide how to categorise different levels of warnings? Because I'm sure there's a lot of pressure there if it's going to be orange or red. Uh, We have two things we look at. So we have different thresholds for the actual different meteorological parameters, for example, different levels of wind speeds. But also we take into account different impacts the weather might have at that time. So, for example, the time of year or time of day, if there's any particular areas of the country that would be more vulnerable than other areas. So my name is Alan Halley and I'm the Forecasting Services Manager in the Forecast Division in MetAaron. So I liaise with various products within MetAaron that are used by end users outside of MetAaron. So anyone involved in agriculture, anyone involved in electricity generation or any type of energy generation, they obviously have to make decisions based on what the weather is likely to be. So I liaise with these customers and try and tailor the products that we develop to allow them to make uh, easier decisions. And working communications, how is MetAaron interacting with the listeners? So we're we're pivoting our forecasting strategy at the minute from the traditional kind of threshold-based strategy. So listeners will be uh, used to hearing about the yellow or orange or red level thresholds. What we're moving towards is called an impact-based forecasting strategy. So we'll be talking more about what are the impacts for people in their day-to-day lives. So in the future, people are going to hear more about, okay, there is an orange level warning, but what are the impacts likely to be? Well, they could be that if you're planning a walk in the hills, maybe you should reconsider that activity or if you're planning some travel maybe you should leave a little bit earlier to avoid the warning period 
and something that often catches the ears of a listener are the names of storms. How does that work and how do people get their name in the hat? Well, uh, right now is prime naming season. So over the summer months, we'll be liaising with our colleagues in the UK Met Office and in the Dutch uh, Met Service as well. So we do a collaborative name storming uh, with with those two other services. Um, So if people have favourite names that they want to hear on the storm list for for next year, now is the time to send in the suggestions to to, to Met Aaron, And then we'll be deciding upon those names in, in August to to publish the list in September. So as the summer months roll on, are we in for much sun? And how far ahead can be predicted? Well, at the moment it's not too bad and it's hard to look beyond that, unfortunately. (laughs) And people are booking holidays and planning trips to the beach now. How are the months ahead looking? Or weeks ahead? To be honest, I wouldn't answer that question. So I deal with short range uh, weather forecasting. So I really only look out to the next day or two. And do you and your colleagues ever get tired of people asking you what's the weather going to be like tomorrow? Uh, I personally never get tired about it. I love working in meteorology. I love talking about it. And as people in Ireland will be well aware, it changes every single day and sometimes multiple times a day. So it's a very, very interesting area to to work in. And I'm happy to to, to have chosen this, this career. Okay, really interesting report uh, from uh, Josh there and the forecast uh, for later in the week is uh, for it to be hot so we will hold them to account uh, on that now. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman in association with AIR weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.